Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Murder Theater Podcast, where we talk about all things professional wrestling. I have Tammy, Tammy Punk, down in the corner here. I got Mr. Chris. How are we all doing? It's been a long couple of weeks since we've been back. I'm glad that we are back. We've got a lot to talk about. We're going to jump into a lot of different things today. Mostly our focus is going to be on the big event that happened last night, which is AEW's All Out, which was quite an eventful occasion. We'll hear from uh, Tammy and Tammy's notes and see what her press release is and her press talk it is. Where'd you get those cupcakes from, Tammy? You got to plug the cupcake company. <laughs> Rare and fine bakery called Publix. 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 Down there in Jacksonville. Jacksonville, Florida. The Publix. Very Arlington. Arlington. They're closed Mondays and Tuesdays. Right, exactly. <laughs> they're closed Mondays and Tuesdays. But they're open the rest of the week, right? <laughs> At least this not this bakery ain't there Monday and Tuesdays. Yeah, and they're not a bunch of dumb shits in there, are they? <laughs> that have no appreciation for the pros, <laughs> right? Exactly. Man, all out was so exciting. It continued throughout the night. I guess uh, I wish they could have just ran the whole thing. You know what? I saw something on Twitter earlier that said um, new strategy. Give the give the pay-per-views away for free and make people pay to watch the media scrums. No and doubt. quite frankly, fantastic idea. It was. It got Tammy influenced. I did. My best part I, of the whole night. Can't tell. <laughs> you look great, by the way, Tammy. Thank you. A good good match with Mox, Tammy. Good match with Mox. On Labor Day, I'm letting you know, but <laughs> Okay. Uh, for people who can't see this um, and you're on audio only, Tammy right now uh, is is paying tribute to CM Punk. We've got a towel here. We've got uh, she's obviously bloodied up from a from a hell of a match with Mox. Um, yeah, this is uh, this is something else. She's eating a cupcake. So <laughs> she's, she's these got her fucking people in the fucking locker room need to get their shit together. They don't know how to pay their fucking dues. That's all I know. Well, <laughs> that's a statement is what that is. Oh, there you go. Oh, shit. <laughs> so before we get into all out, I do want to talk about real quick, and I'm going to let Chris run through the other the other uh, uh, in wrestling companies, but yeah, yeah. we're gonna have to squeeze in everything wrestling into about five minutes so that we can talk about everything else. Everything else, you know, while we can do that, there's a lot of fucking shit we don't give a fuck about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, it's, yep. a, it's a rare night here at the Murder Theater podcast. <laughs> All right, uh, Tammy Punk, we'll, we'll get to you in a minute. Hang on a second. Let's go through some things here. <laughs> I'm glad you're enjoying that. Cook. We just edit this out in post. It's no big deal. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. All right. All right, come on. All right, let's get rolling here. Enjoy wrestling. 
the Enjoy Wrestling Cup. Oh, man, that was so much fun. I really yeah, loved it. I love you, Enjoy. So really to, to recap to anybody who hasn't caught Enjoy Wrestling, I know we're a little late to, late on this. I know it happened about a couple weeks ago, but I just wanted to go over it real quick because I just uh, I thought it was definitely a wrestling highlight for the past couple weeks for me, for sure. Indeed. Um, we had the four-way tag team championship tournament for the cup for the Enjoy Tag Team Cup. Uh, brand it was new the, tag titles. Brand new tag Forget titles. A cup, they made it a championship. They Woo-hoo! made it a championship, which was awesome. So we had the runway, the ephemeral babes, violence is forever, and the production. Now, the coolest part about this was the way that they set this up, I was impressed. Okay. And I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to say my piece on this and let you guys talk about it. But the coolest part about this was I really, really really thought the ephemeral babes were going to win this thought it was thought it throughout the entire match you had willow pins two out of the three tag teams and eliminates them i'm like this is it they're gonna do it and then out of nowhere the production takes it and then i'll tell you ziggy hyams promo on the mic was gold it it could have been it could have been on any big company promo period. Yes. If you have not watched it, go watch her promo. She and, and, uh, and her partner uh, in the, in the production, they could be the ultimate heels in AEW, WWE, NXT. They would fit right in and they would kill it. What's his name? His name's Derek Dillinger, right? Derek Dillinger. Yes. yes. Derek Dillinger. And they killed it. They was, are my it was a jam-packed match. It didn't have any stops, no stalls. It was all on the entire time. It was like it was perfectly coordinated. All the falls, everything that was going on around it, all the outside ring work, it was just, it was gold. So I loved it. I thought it was one of the highlights of that week for sure. So Chris, yeah. what did you? How, what were your thoughts on that? I love that match. I thought it was fantastic. And you're right. Um, I, there was definitely some momentum building there for Willow. I kind of think that was on purpose, um, you know, and, and, but I mean, honestly, the production phenomenal team, um, excellent mic skills, uh, but for both of them um, and really everybody in that match was fantastic. It was, it was a really good time. We, uh, we have to talk about the runway guys. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we do. We owe you the runway. We want to lift you up. So uh, there was some, um, I think, I think actually maybe they owe us. I'm not sure at this point, we did a little bit of sleuthing for them uh, and, and fixed an error on uh, the production team of enjoy wrestling's part, uh, making sure that they, they are addressed by the correct names. And that is Tyler Klein and Calvin Couture. uh, Just so everybody's clear. Uh, We, we did, we did have a little mix up with that. However, it was because of their own text. It was not on us. Yes, it's uh, not on And us. we will not be held liable, responsible, yeah. or any legal ramifications coming from that at all whatsoever. Uh, and, um, you know, yeah. So shout out to those guys for being awesome. Um, we need to do more. I want to tell them, I love everything you're doing. You're fun and you're talented and you're skilled all at the same time. I mean, this is what I love. Like when they come out, they're fun. 
you tell a story with your whole vibe. I love the whole designer thing, but you come out and you also kill it too. So like every single person in all of this, what it, what is it called when they're all competing for a title? Um, what is that thing called? What do you call it? A match? No, not a match. The whole contest thing. Tournament. Okay, tournament. I don't know. I'm not a sports person, Runway. You should relate. I'm more about fashion, to, like you. Okay, <laughs> so I just want to say that every one of you are just amazingly entertaining to watch and impressive to watch your skill. All of you are badass, and that's why I love Enjoy. And they should get all the credit in the world. And you should, you make sure they say, and we say your name right. Yes. That's right. The <laughs> runway specifically too. Excellent to performers, sure. even better looking, might I add. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed this tag team tournament start to finish. I thought the whole thing was great. I thought it, it had just enough of a story. Um, and while enjoy, they might lack things in production quality and things like that. They certainly make for it. They make up for it in character development and character uh, showcasing. Um I, I do want to mention, mention the singles match that happened the week prior to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, MV Young did retain his title, but God damn, what a match. Um, yeah. It was it was MV Young, Lee Moriarty, and um, uh, Trisha Dora. Uh, so good. So good. Trisha Dora killed it in that match. Um, but congratulations to MV Young, hell of an athlete. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Trisha Dora's got some about, strength. I have, when you say production... I want to just say something about that because I started to watch the WWE. What is it, Rafe? The SmackDown? I started watching SmackDown. The SmackDown. the SmackDown. Oh my gosh. It made me <laughs> nauseous. I couldn't stand it. I wanted to hate, never watch wrestling again if I was going to be forced to watch it in that way. So when you say production, I want to give Enjoy just a little bit more credit that I enjoy watching them. I Their camera it. work is fantastic. I wish yeah. I, the, the big the big show, WWE, all their stuff, um, and their production team can learn a lot from uh, simplified camera work. Uh, yeah. The camera work for the WWE is it's a it's a actually a, a fairly popular talking point. The camera cuts are relentless, and it it, it, can, it can be like a little bit. Uh, fever dream inducing at times. Um, but what I meant more about the production is the lighting, uh, the the camera quality itself, the video quality that's being pumped out, um, and just the overall uh, uh, appearance of a, a grander, broader, kind of sort of larger than life feeling. Um, the camera work is something differently entirely from that. But um, I actually enjoy the indie vibe GCW perfected it and they still do it every week. Uh, But, you know, there is something to be said for if you're trying to gain an audience, um, upgrade your lighting rig a little bit. Even even if it's just the the stuff they have on the uh, the entrance ramp there, just a little bit more lighting, because right now it's 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 kind of bare bones it's almost like what you would see at like a nightclub or something like that and if, if you're gonna if you're gonna push production quality that would be one of the things i would upgrade just so you can kind of get a little okay. bit better of a visual so i this hope you really find that helpful and also by the way get more of those cute sponsors we love your sponsors so sponsors why don't you go and pay for some more lighting because we love enjoy and actually we love all you cute names of the companies are fun and I go check it out. Like it really works. 
not only that, but they need more people watching. Uh, they need a, they need a lot more people supporting them. Um, and and honestly, they have a, a fantastic product, and really, a lot of people should be watching. Yeah, sure. and, f- and for the bud- number one, well, and for the budget that they have, out of all the stuff I've seen, it's awesome. I mean, they really exactly. do a good job for what they have. I mean, yeah. they have the outside talk in the ring the way and like you said the camera work is awesome you get to see every single thing every single move yeah it all works really really well even though they don't have a lot of cash to spend on it it's still a very professional show even more even more professional like i mean i don't i don't want to like talk bad about but impact is not that much of a higher level than what enjoy is. Oh, I absolutely the impact. Agree. It don't, and I'm not, I'm not like knocking impact or shitting on impact at all, but I'm just saying it's close to that. And these kids are doing it in a theater in the middle of, of Pittsburgh uh, with almost no budget and they're just killing it. And it's yeah, fucking I, great. Honestly, I would genuinely probably, uh, I would probably be a little more harsh on impacts production over enjoy because at least enjoy has sort of an underground vibe and it kind of fits their theming. Whereas impact has been sort of pigeonholed into doing the same thing for a very long time. And it kind of doesn't make sense that their stuff still looks how it did all this time, but that's neither here nor there. I still love impact by the way. Don't hate me folks. Uh, We're coming to a show. And I actually have some stuff to say about impact in a little bit, but yeah. Um, Yeah. This is uh, I think enjoy is it's kind of the best parts of professional wrestling on a budget. Exactly. And, and, and everybody in there, everybody that wrestles in there is quality wrestler. They could be in any promotion and do awesome. And a lot of the folks over there are in a lot of promotions, right? And they're doing awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, man. She was a, she's a great heel. The way she turned on the crowd with her at the end speech, man, was fucking brilliant, man. I was just yeah, it's like, beautiful. yes, that was so cool. She's an and MJF the, level. And the fact that this is probably uh, some, this, it, no, 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 you're walking on sacred, <laughs> you're walking on sacred ground here. You better, I know you better just chill out. But I MJF do. is the king of kings. That's all I've got to say. No, but, that's someone else's name that we can't do that. Uh, but, he is he is the king of heels right now. But what I wanted to tell you is here's another thing that really kind of burns the people that watch and joy and go to that, go to the club to watch it. Mr. Smalls, you guys probably don't know this, but I do. Uh Oh, Ziggy and Dillinger is that his name Dillinger, right? Derek Dillinger, yeah. They're Thanks. from Cleveland. God, I hope I'm getting that right, man. I need to look that up if we're going to be saying it on the show. Now I'm paranoid about it. Hold on. Eric, Hold is on. that you? <laughs> we're going from... to clarify this but let me... real quick. Dillinger? <laughs> hold, but, hold the hell on. But uh, what, I'm trying to, what I'm trying to say is that they're they're from Cleveland. All right. And Cleveland is the rival city of Pittsburgh because Ooh. of the foot because of the football teams. Started to get that impression watching them. So the fact that Cleveland won in Pittsburgh really burns their ass. So I love it. So that confirmation. Was it is Ziggy Heim and Derek Dillinger. 
Derek Dillinger. Yeah, I thought so. Confirmed you, Derek. Dude, Derek, you're fucking awesome. So we're sorry that we were not getting that right. So we got it right. We got it. I don't right want here. anybody sending the gavel Confirmed after it. us. Right. Yeah, we don't want the gavel after us. Because <laughs> then we'll have to break out Mr. Grimm. You don't want you don't want to fuck with Mr. Grimm. That's right. By the way, anybody watching this uh, on video, I apologize. I am vaping. I know it's probably ridiculous looking and annoying, but I'm trying to quit smoking. So wish me luck and don't hate. OK, cool. Right. Great. Yeah. And I also mean, ignore the sounds if you can hear it, because I'm sure it probably like. <laughs> and I'm eating cupcakes. Yeah, I don't want to hear a word about it, motherfuckers. CM Tammy is eating cupcakes down there. <laughs> okay. That's all right. The EVPs are coming for you. The EVPs uh -oh. are coming. Because said, you know how what slackers they are. Yes. <laughs> Fucking EVPs. Don't know. All right. We'll get into that a little bit. Come on now. All right. I didn't get started. All right. Well, like I said, keep watching. Enjoy. I'm, we're going to eventually get up there to watch one at some point. We're going to go to Mr. Smalls. I have to go at some point. To you watch know, it. I think we have to go in person. We have to we have to make amends yeah. with uh, with our, our, our boys in the room. We yep. got to make amends uh, just with enjoy in general for not promoting them as, as, as to, to a better caliber. Yep. That's for sure. So Chris, we what's happening? Where's the invite? Enjoy. Where's the invite? I know. Right. So Chris, what else is happening in the wrestling world? Oh boy. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this or not. Maybe I didn't mention it. <laughs> uh, I went to GCW sanctified recently. We know. Um, I've been watching so many GCW shows. It's like, you know, every weekend they have three or four shows and it's really some of the best shit out there. Honestly, um, Blake Christian's been killing it over there. Speedball was recently doing shows over there. Um, oh, I love Speedball. Charlie Evans, uh, one of my favorite female performers right now. So many great things. Um, and, and also uh, Billy Starks, 17 years old fantastic wrestler she is unbelievable at 17 i i just found out recently she was 17 and i almost shit myself because it was like oh my god this girl literally like you would think she'd been doing this for like two decades or something uh but anyway that's cool big props to gcw for ripping up the entire world uh on a regular basis thank you so much for coming to charlotte and letting us have a good time uh Outside of that, uh, there's a little bit of stuff going on in Impact right now. Impact, I feel yeah. like, is... I've got some questions on that, so go ahead and hit on that, and then I got a question. Impact, I kind of feel like, is on a come-up. Um, and, and I don't mean in a way where they're getting more viewers or, holy shit, we just lost Punk. That's our Tammy Punk. Well, she'll have to sign back. The EVPs so. came in and went on a tirade. Um, they, they cut off her internet. That's it. So impact we've uh, there's, there's been, I kind of, I, I genuinely feel like impact is improving uh, their quality and their storylines. Um, they recently, de they definitely are in the women's division. Their women's I, division I'm, is I'm getting to that too, for right. sure. Um, so, I mean, just recently we've had a lot of stuff with uh, bullet club and honor no more. Those are like two big factions that are doing a lot of things in impact right now. Um, speedball, Mike Bailey, Absolutely raising hell all over the place, GCW included. Uh, but he's still the uh, X Division champion at Impact. Um, and actually, Aussie Open oh, is yeah. uh, is now doing some stuff over there, which is crazy. They're all over the place too. It's um, yeah, I, you I know, saw that. I think there is something 
changing in the in the business right now where we're going to see a lot more common crossover stuff maybe not with wwe uh just because they like to keep their shit proprietary um and they like to make the money on their people which is you know i get it it's business it is what it is um and i'll talk about them in a second but um since you mentioned the women's division over an impact we just had jessica uh debut over there which jessica sick right um masha slamovich has recently showed up there uh masha's masha's fucking badass um killing it we saw her on the indies dude absolutely wrestle at the taco fest man she was awesome there you go and then we've got vxt me and my son nice (laughs) um but then we've got vxt uh Chelsea Green, Deanna Perrazzo, yep. um, current tag champions in the women's division. There's a lot happening with their women's division right now that I think AEW could look at and say, oh, that's how you do it. I even think WWE could look at it and say, oh, that's how you do it. Because yes. even though WWE's women's division is starting to get a come up um, and that, you know, thanks to new management and all that stuff, and they're sort of being taken a lot more seriously now. Um, I think Impact is maybe the, doing it the best right now as far as the women's divisions go. They're taking more risks. They Absolutely. Um, and and I think good. I really think a lot of that is in part to Maria Kanellis and her involvement, which is weird because five years ago, I would have been like, Maria Kanellis sucks. But I have a feeling she's had a great hand in the women's division over there. And also the legendary Mickey James, um, who who just recently there was a lot of rumors and speculation about is she retiring? Is she not retiring? Uh, and she just she's now starting this interesting thing. It's going to be her last rodeo uh, where she's not leaving until somebody beats her. So. That's I think we're on you. to something here. I think I think if she's going out, she's going to elevate a bunch of people on the way out. And I think that's fantastic. I love this idea. I love the storyline. I love Mickey James. Um, fantastic, underrated talent for so long. She's finally getting her due over an impact impact. Cheers to you for doing the women's division correctly. Oh, so many absolutely. companies fuck this thing up. And this is beautiful. They really are, man. I was I've been impressed. And and a lot of the times that's when I don't have a lot of time. That's those. Those are the matches I watch. Like I watch yeah. the I watch the Deanna Perrazzo and Masha Slamovich match. Awesome fucking match. Number one. Yep. And then now Masha, Masha gets to challenge Jordan Grace for the belt, which yep. is going to be a pay-per-view event, which is going to be sick. You know I actually mean? forgot to mention Jordan Grace and yeah. Taya Valkyrie, yeah. uh, two outstanding talents as well. Just, just that whole division kills it. It's it's worth watching Impact just to watch the ladies in that. Absolutely sure. right. 100%. So, um, so outside of Impact uh, in the wrestling sphere and outside of GCW and all that stuff and outside of all the indies, there's a lot to be said about WWE right now. Um, mm-hmm. And just so everybody knows, I'm, I, have, I have a lot of thoughts about WWE's current product, where it's been in the last couple of months since Triple H took over, how it's so different from the Vince McMahon era of WWE. But uh, I, I, that's, you know, I'll do some videos that we can put up on the YouTube about that um, because I have a lot to say about it. And there's a lot of different angles and opinions. I think that I'm going to have to try to figure out how to mesh together in that. Um, 
I also want to talk a little bit about how this is going to affect the business as a whole. Right. Um, and I think there's already a lot of signs out there. A lot of people are speculating cer- certain things. There's a lot of rumors about they're reaching out to talent when they shouldn't be and all this stuff like this. Um, but really, I have to say, WWE's product getting better is better for the business as a whole. Absolutely. Whether it's good for certain companies individually, that's another story. Um, but I mean, honestly, they just did classic clash at the castle this weekend, which was a fairly good show. There's some people that aren't too happy about it, which I get Roman Reigns has been the, uh, universal champion. Uh, he's, you know, the unified title. Now there used to be two titles on raw and SmackDown. He's got both of them. He's had them for a while. Two Um, years. Yes. Well, he hasn't had both of them for two years. Uh, they just unified them a few months back. But he's had at least one of them for two years. Two years. Um, and and that's I if I'm not mistaken, maybe the longest world championship reign in that company in at least 10 years, if not maybe ever. Um, which is crazy. And and props to Roman Reigns for being an excellent champion, turning his character around, becoming something that fans love to hate. Uh, they pushed him as a babyface forever, and it just never worked. And this has been this has been the thing that was like. Here it is. It's working now. Um, outside of that, though, I don't want to talk too much about that because, okay. honestly, he has been the champ for two years, and I'm a little tired of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because he mean, was a champ. He had championships and stuff before, and uh, nobody liked him. So, anyway, right. um, there's a lot of moving parts in this scenario, right? Like, this is now an evolving product, whereas before it was very stale, very stagnant. Everything felt the same. There was stories just redone over and over and over again with the same matches every week. It is no longer that. Everything is changing. They are beefing up their women's division. They are, they are making the women feel like stars again, which is huge. And it's a testament to Triple H, really, in the way that he books matches and the way that he views storylines and the importance he puts on the women's division. Now, there you could say, well, that's just because that's what people want. It's not because it's how he feels, but at least he's listening to what people want. Um, <laughs> Vince never did that. So he's that's also, a huge step up, in my opinion. He's also letting them say, I'm a wrestler. Yeah, Dude. you can say wrestling in WWE now. Yeah. You could say cool. you could say wrestling. You could say professional wrestler. You could you could use all kinds of terms you couldn't before. You could yeah, be an individual. Minute, wait a minute. What? I don't understand. They wouldn't. He wouldn't let him say it. So, so what, they, what would they say? Sports. Vince's thing for many many years was he was not in the wrestling no business. Thing? Not just like a made up Chris Jericho society. No, that's a real thing. Oh my goodness. That's where they got it from. That's where the Jericho Appreciation Society came from. That's where Jericho's character came from was this and whole sports a, entertainment thing. thing. It is. Yes. This is me, people being totally fucking ignorant. <laughs> so for the last two decades, it's been we are sports entertainment. We are not a wrestling company. And now they are embracing professional wrestling. They are embracing people's tenured careers before they go to this company. Um Two names I'm going to throw out really fast. We're going to wrestle. I don't understand. Nikki Cross, right? And uh, well, now Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop, formerly Piper Niven. Um, Two women who deserved far better than they ever received in this company until recently are now being acknowledged as veterans to the business, whereas before they were basically rookies. Um, They were treated as rookies as soon as they hit the main roster. And now 
in WWE, you can officially acknowledge the fact that you've been doing this for 10, 15, 20 years prior to getting to this company, which is how it should be. If you've been putting in the work for decades and WWE bought your company or bought your contract out, you should be able to talk about the fact that you did this before. Sure. And, you know, um, she, she would wrestle like Hater over in England and all those people, too. Dewdrop yeah. did. She There's was a lot that of people scene. in WWE that wrestled for decades to build their name before WWE bought them and then was like, yeah, this person is new. You know, yeah. it's it's it was bullshit for so long. And it's so nice to see the uh, comeuppance, if so, you will. So um, now I've got a really quick game, really quick question, just a real quick opinion. And oh, hold on. And they, I have a question, too. Right. Have you guys been watching the product a little bit more? Tammy, I know you said you didn't like SmackDown and the camera angles and all that stuff. I highly recommend watching Raw over SmackDown just because it's kind of the Raw's flagship better. show. Uh, but NXT is also really NXT's cool. It's very good. I shitted on NXT for a long time. I thought it was terrible once they switched over to 2.0. But my taste is evolving. Um, I'm starting to dig it. I Tammy, well, Tammy, what I can tell you, you the, when I when I first decided I was going to hyper focus on wrestling, I did watch something from WWE. I don't know what it was. It, it was, was weird because it was like an arena of people on screens and some interesting, fun stories being told that I wish I knew more about. But the it was Thunderdome kind of, era is what yeah, you're referring to. But it was all kind of weird because of the whole Thunderdome thing. And then I turned on AEW and I saw Thunder Rosa and stuff like that and 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 and, and Ray Phoenix. And I was like, this is amazing. And then I just went there. Um, so that was my only experience outside of AEW. And then somehow I accidentally ran across Ziggy Hyams Real and found enjoy wrestling so that was my next like outside foray from aew and then only just recently watched one episode of what was it called rafe raw we watched raw and i hated the can camera no angles. you watch smackdown you watch oh, SmackDown. Okay. The smackdown i was like you know i can see the talent of the wrestlers but i cannot sit through this and my my visual uh, eyes will not comprehend this bad cameraing. So I'm just going to be out on this until one day in the future, they come up with better camera angles. So I'm totally fucking ignorant to everything else. That's why I'm such in shock that I thought the Jericho Appreciation Society thing was wrestling entertainers or sports entertainers <laughs> thing was like just a like a made-up thing by a joke but to think that it's real is blowing my mind right now and i haven't <laughs> it's totally it. real and yep. so i don't know if i now want to go outside any of this because i i just don't think like it doesn't sound fun and it sounds weird and i think like i just was enjoy wrestling had something every night of the week because i just burrow in there and live there for the rest of my days but I don't really know what to think about all this, to be I'm honest. Gonna, you I'm know, I'm her... listening to you all, and I'm learning from that, and I'll dabble here and there. And I am not opposed to any good wrestling or any good story. You know, but Chris, my I life think... has just been filled with a lot of other things that I haven't had the time to explore. I think I'm going to get her into NXT first because it still has that indie vibe to it. I'm you know, the thing about face. NXT, though, is it's very bright. Power. It's very like in your face, yeah. uh, which is part of the reason I had such a hard time with it was it's like it's so showy, um, but I'm starting to like it. Uh, and NXT might good. be 
NXT might be a better way to go just because the characters, it's a little more fun. It's a little more kind of modern as far as like still kind of an indie vibe, not so much polished, perfect sort of uh, we're billions of dollars in your face. Um, I, I will say this though, Raw is definitely the show to watch uh, as far as better storylines and, and camera work is a little bit better. And I think that's all going to change Agreed. up a little bit more as we go. Um, we're getting out of that Vince McMahon era still. Like I said, we have a lot of moving parts. I do think it's going to improve because um, that's been something people have complained about for a long time. It's just like shot, shot, shot. Like I, I saw some, Sean Ross Sapp over at Fightful posted a clip uh from uh it was either raw or smackdown one night and there was like 10 camera cuts in like 14 seconds wow. and it was absurd i don't know if you guys noticed this or not last night watching all out there was a lot more camera cuts than normal there was i did, did you guys catch that. that yeah i did i really hope they're not going that route like permanently because i don't like it no I and mean- i don't think anybody else will either it fucks um, up the action as a whole. You know what I mean? It's like you don't see it as yeah. a whole. And it's like, and that kind of messes up. Yeah, I'm going to get her. I mean, I've been watching. I think Raw. NXT is probably the better route to go. Yeah, I'm going to get her into NXT, let her watch an NXT this week. Um, what about but, these Japanese new pro people? New Japan. Like, I, yeah, I love all that. I just we'll don't know how that. to access that. Because we'll you know, I also, I also think if you're going to appreciate WWE, um, you should probably, so I had this idea anyway, I think I'm going to start recommending an older match, uh, a legendary kind of epic match from the WWE back catalog, which also includes WCW and ECW. Um, I think every time we talk, I will give you a match that I think is a must watch for a wrestling fan, something that is historic, impactful, meaningful, uh, and kind of changed the way that wrestling went in that direction moving forward. Um, And I actually, you know what, let me look this up real quick. I just want to make sure I'm giving you the right one. I have one right now that I think you guys could both benefit from watching. Um, Quite frankly, it's, it's maybe my favorite match of all time. And I think a lot of people would agree with this. Um, It is Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, um, it was the like the first big ladder match ever. Um, let me see. March 1994, WrestleMania 10. The ladder match between Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon. Go back and watch that because it is the blueprint for ladder matches moving forward after 1994. Yes, there were some ladder matches done before that, but that was the first big one that most people saw that were like, holy shit. This is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Um, so that is that is homework. I'm giving you guys homework. Got oh it. Ladder God. match. I'll WrestleMania 10. It is it is I unbelievable. You'll be fine. Still, still today, going back and watching it, it's it's unreal. And th- those are two of the best wrestlers ever to do it. So shout out to shout out to Razor, uh, rest in peace. And also shout out to Shawn Michaels. Um you were a douchebag for a long time. I, I know you turned your life around and everything, and he kind of runs NXT now. He's he's Trip's buddy. So, uh, but yeah, was he go mean watch to China? Hmm. Was he mean to China? Where does no, no, they were in their faction together. He was cool to her, uh, as far as I know. He was always cool to her. I think they have a great history. Um, th- that was yeah. That, that's a whole show right there, Tammy. 
I love China, by the way. China was one of my favorite female wrestlers of all time. I just want to say a lot of people thought she was terrible and she was a gimmick. I think she was a fucking trendsetter and was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, and deserves on Jade Cargill. She deserves to be at the top of everyone's women's performer list. Honestly, I want to tell a weird story here that um, when I was a model and I was in Florida story time with Tammy, baby, it's kind of, I I don't like to get into a lot of this past of mine, but um, so I was a model and I was on a photo shoot one day and I had just come to Florida for a photo shoot. So I was really young. I was about, 15 16 probably not 16 probably like 15 years old and I was on the set of we were filming stuff and and things were being shot at the beach in South Florida so I want to be a little vague about it and so that day why are you vague about something that happened 30 fucking years ago this is gonna relate to a wrestler this is gonna relate to wrestling because I was there there was a wrestler a female wrestler that I knew knew nothing about wrestling. And she was the coolest person to me because I was actually too young to be there. So I was younger than I was like supposed to be. And so I was also very pale because I came from Virginia and it was like March. And so there was all these like really tan like people and I had just cut off my hair. So I, I felt like a weirdo in this whole situation here. And there was this lady who had this like long, like kind of high ponytail and a fucking bird on her shoulder and she had fucking been doing matches in japan and she was an american though and she was like super fucking cool to me and she was like come have lunch with me so she paid attention to me when i was like being nobody was really being mean to me i just didn't belong there if that makes sense like nobody was bullying me or anything but i it was just an awkward thing it was like there's some a piece of the puzzle that doesn't look like it belongs and it was me and she out of her kindness just was like hey how are you doing i have an extra seat at my table if you want to sit here during lunch and in the modeling world and in show business world back then people were not cool to each other like it was they were notorious cutthroat bitches and basically you weren't friendly to people and like you just didn't do that and um so it was extra cool so one of the scenes we had just filmed that day was in a pool doing gladiator style games and nobody would like come- American gladiator style. Yes. <laughs> uh, for all you millennials and youngers out there, uh, American gladiators was a show in the late eighties, early nineties. It was super rad. It was kind of like a wipeout or that show that the rock <laughs> did recently or something like that, except it was just a bunch of badass giants that beat the shit out of normal people, uh, through a series of obstacle courses and races. Um, yeah. So yeah, go ahead. That's exactly what it was. So that was the scene we were doing. So we had to come up against each other on these floats in the pool with like giant things that you bonged each other with and stuff, you know, and nobody wanted to come up against her because they knew she was an actual professional. <laughs> and she was there was just hanging out for the day, just collecting a few dollars. Like you could tell she knew the crew and none of, nobody else really mattered. She's just like, I'm here. I'm going to collect a few dollars. Okay, I'll get out there and do this gladiator thing. And I was the only one that would do it against her because I felt like, okay, I know I'm going to fucking probably lose because this woman is badass, but I don't care. I'll lose against her. And so just so we can get on with things. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I thought she was really cool. So I went out there and of course I, my, I lost my balance on the floaty thing. Like it was hard for me to balance myself. So I never really got a chance to really fight her because trying to fucking balance myself on a floaty standing up in water to try to fucking box with somebody was really weird. Like I just didn't have those skills. I had never practiced them. But Tammy's so I, a land fighter, folks. I'm a you land on fighter. solid ground. She's dangerous. You put her on the water. It's easy pickings. Thank you. Thank you for that endorsement. Back in the day, that was probably true. So I, anyways, it looks back. So I knew nothing about wrestling at the time, but now looking back, we think that it was like one of two famous female wrestlers from those days. And, and one was the, um, Vashon and the Vashon. other was Vashon. Yeah. Legend. She had the same, she had the same, um, ponytail and she lived in Florida at the time. And then there was Mad Maxine who had the parrot on her shoulder. You know, and they both kind of looked like each other. So I'll never I think know it was, when it was. I think it was Mad Maxine because there's like a lot of pictures of her that describes exactly what Tammy saw. It's like got yeah. the That's hair, pretty wild. This she is the craziest bird. story I've heard in a long time. And she had a bird. So for anybody listening or watching this for the first time, I, we've mentioned this before, but Tammy is my cousin, right? I have never <laughs> heard this story. I don't um, tell it. Tammy like, has I'm a lot of stories that I didn't it. hear growing up because she was always – very careful. Well, not always very careful, but usually was pretty tame with the stuff that she would influence me with. Um, this story is fantastic. I love this story. I'm so glad we got it on record. It's true. This I did try to protect him from my crazy life, you know, and also, and life. also introduce me to things I never should have been introduced to, but that's okay. Oh, really? Which one? No, we'll get into that okay. at another time. It's not for this podcast. I, I swear I did not give him cocaine, people. Okay, We can do a deep dive <laughs> podcast one day of how Tammy corrupted me and, and ruined my brain. Okay. Um, we can do that, but I assure you it was not cocaine. Okay. Okay, so next thing. Yeah, so anyway. What the hell? I'm just saying it wasn't anything that terrible. There was no substances. I'm just referring to like interests and 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 uh -oh. uh, hobbies and stories uh, and yes. behavior and uh oh you know I can immediately the skittles at the movie theater comes to mind. Um, <laughs> but but we will move on. <laughs> the story for um, another day. I actually love that story. It definitely wasn't China though because the timelines just don't add up. Uh, but, um, yeah, if, it was, if it was Luna, if it was Luna, that's fucking rad, man. I always loved her. I thought she was great. And she was like one of the first women ever, I think, to ever have a camera on her that had an undercut, by the way, oh, with the wow. head tattoos yeah, and shit. That's so. right, the head tattoo, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I would have known I know now about wrestling and women and that it was one of them because after talk, I had knew nothing. I they had just gone to Japan and we had lunch and we had this whole conversation about it, but I knew nothing about it. But you saying I Japan know, immediately makes me think it was Luna, but it may yeah, have been it could have been anyone. But the thing I, I wanted everyone to know is how kind and sweet and thoughtful to look out and see the, the person that was different in the crowd and want to invite them to sit at their table. Because like, I definitely did not belong there and I didn't look like anybody else there. And I felt really uncomfortable why I was there and not because of anything bad, nothing bad, just me. It felt like it wasn't my world. And to have some older person come and be like, hey, come sit at my table. I think that looking back, that touched my heart, that somebody was an older woman looking out for the younger person, knowing what kind of world I was in because I was modeling and it was like late 80s, early 90s, which was very predatory. And I just think it's so fucking cool. So I feel like I had, I owed her when, 
when it came time to come to battle on the fucking water and the floats that I should come up and say, yes, I will do it because nobody else would. And she needed a challenger. <laughs> that's funny. I lost, story, I man. lost with honor. <laughs> that's funny. That's, that's great. Thank you for sharing that, Tammy. Mm-hmm. I think that's an excellent story. I think, and you know, if, if people don't like it, fuck off. That was yeah. fantastic. What a fun story. <laughs> So I'll get her into NXT, let her check some of that stuff out. Um, I like Raw. I've been trying to follow Raw, and I've been trying to at least, if I if I miss it, get the recaps of it. Um, so, but I'm enjoying it because I mean, you you have to understand the, the thing that I like about it, and I wish, and, and you know, you don't, how to say this, um, I'd like to see AEW pull some elements to it but in a different kind of way, it's like when I watch WWE, I feel like I'm watching the Super Bowl. Does that make sense? Yeah, it is. It is the like it's the Super Bowl of professional wrestling companies. It really it is the big show. It is the big overproduced, super crazy, like overwhelming almost experience. Like they have all the graphics They've got like everything. It's like, and I like the fact that they have. You can see the money when you watch it. You can see the money that goes into it. And I also liked the, the pregame, like they, like they did for clash of the castle. They did a whole pregame. Like it was like, like on like, you know, Fox, you know, pregame football, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. And I would like, I would, I thought I would really like for AEW to do something like that. You know what I mean? I know they kind of do like little things, but to have like a really cool, like question and answer type of show, I, f- I think would be really awesome for AEW if they could ever get to that level. That would be a lot of fun. Not well, like trying to like copy it or, or be like WWE, but have something like take some elements from it to like really like get you more involved in the story. Because when they do those shows, they really are setting up those stories for when the matches are going to hit. And I think that that would be more beneficial to fans if they could like get them hyped up a little bit more about the stories. And by well, honestly, like that would be cool. Honestly, the uh, promotional game has already stepped up a ton, yeah. um, and the freshness of the product has has increased volumes uh, just in the last couple of months. Yeah, it has not always been that way. I can promise you that, Rafe. Mm. Um, However, you know, you got a company that's 30, 30 plus years old, tons of money, lots of networking over the years and the decades. They've developed enough relationships to where they can do those kind of things with other companies and businesses. And they sort of have leeway there. AEW will get there. And uh, what I was going to say is I think Tony Khan is out for blood. I think we're going to start seeing a lot more tactics. He's very good at cherry picking the best parts uh, to to try to emulate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're going to see more and more of that. We'll talk about that, obviously, later. There were some words in the media scrum at, uh, last night um, regarding his relationship with WWE or lack thereof. Yeah, I see um, I, I think uh, I think he's 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 taking the gloves off. Um, I think we're going to see uh, a little bit more teeth moving forward. Nice. So. Let's just get into it, man. Let's talk about All Out. All Let's Out was see. great. It was all a great show. As as a whole, it was fantastic. 
There's a lot of shit that I could say that wasn't great, but as a whole, looking at it, what an awesome show. What a good time. It was a bit long. It's too long. It's way too fucking long, but have you ever watched a WWE pay-per-view? This shit was this was cake compared to that. WrestleMania runs like two days now. It's like 12 hours of content. This was over the limit, though. Um, For the casual fan, this was way too much. After a weekend already packed with wrestling, which is something also that Tony Khan uh, mentioned. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead with your point. Well, I guess my point is like, you know, you and I were texting last night. It's like there's a couple matches they could have cut and put on Wednesday. More than a couple. More than a couple. And my... I would say half. I would say half the show could have been Dynamite or Rampage. Exactly. And just kept it to like the real, the highlights of the show. The, The title matches, things like that. If they would have kept it a tight three and a half hours, it would have been better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Five, so. five hours and change is way too much <sighs> for anything. Night. For anything, for any product, for any company. I don't care how good it looks while you watch it. It's a long time to sit and watch one thing. Right. So and I fell asleep and had to get up and rewatch some shit this morning. She did. It she is what asleep. it is. That's how it goes. You know, okay. you run that risk. So I'm going to run down real quick the matches that I thought were the coolest of the night. Oh, I thought you were going to say the cuttable matches. I was like, oh, I'm not going to go. I don't want to. I don't want to talk. I don't want to hammer the the matches. I didn't. I think or should have been cut. That's just that's pointless. I thought about writing a list of all the shit I would have cut out of this show. And I decided not to. I'm going to be nice today. It's it's not up to me. So I'm you know, it's up to focus on the positive. Enough people are talking about the negative. They always talk talk about the positive. I don't. What's your favorite stuff? So I'll tell you what I liked a lot which I was very surprised that I was going to like because it was the third time I fucking watched it was the mixed tag match. (laughs) I really liked that match, man. I thought that that was fun, but it was the third time I watched it. You know what I mean? So, but I still enjoyed it. I really, I thought the pack and the Kip uh, Saban match was awesome. Um, Kip Saban is back. Yeah, I know, which is and really looks cool. shredded, looks great, seems super healthy. Yeah. I love the gimmick with the box. Yeah, excellent. Kip's gone bye bye, guys. Kip's <laughs> gone bye bye. Which was I awesome. really before we move on from Kip, I really wish Penelope would have walked him out. I think that would have been red. Um, that there's it's no secret that they're a thing in real life. I so miss her. I miss her. That was a missed opportunity to get her on the show. When yep. they had so much shit on the show that was unnecessary, get Penelope Ford out there. Right. Uh, the trios match was okay. Um, my favorite match was Swerve in the Acclaim. <laughs> wait, wait. The trios match was okay? It's okay to me. Yeah. All right. You may, you may have a different opinion. I just thought it was okay. I really, I mean. I, I, I got hung up on that part. What did you say after that? I'm sorry. I, I, the trios match was okay, but what was better? It's just. But I'm not saying it was better. I'm not saying one was better than the other. I'm not going to say that. I thought I I seriously thought I was going to be more excited about the trios match than I was. It was a good match, but it didn't like really get me pumped up like I thought it was going to get me. pumped. Yeah, up. I can't lie. Going into it, I was not that excited. Um, 
I sort of, he kind of knowing, knowing going into it that Tony Khan said, I'm not going to introduce the titles, uh, the trios titles till Kenny Omega's back and healthy. You mm-hmm. already know who's going to win. Um, That's why. And the fact, the fact that house of black was gone and the fact that death triangle wasn't a part of it immediately. I was like, well, I don't give a shit then because as we talked last time, those were the two teams that I thought deserved this thing. Me too. Um, they put in the work. They were the trios for the last two years. Uh, it's a bummer. It's a it bummer is. in my opinion. Um, but, you know, it's Kenny and the Bucks. Whatever. Yep. So my favorite match, and then I'll turn it over to Tammy and see what she likes, was Swerve and the Acclaimed. I thought that match was the best. That was the top match for me. I have opinions on the other ones, but I'm just going to leave them alone. Um, One of the best matches by far. Absolutely. And two of the best teams going right now. Period. It was great. It was exciting. It was fun. It had the entertainment. I think it had, it was a well-rounded match. Not to shit on the trios match. Trust me. I love the Bucks more than everybody, you know, than the next guy. I mean, Nick Jackson, I think he is the shit. Okay. But I guess I was just like, I felt like, okay, it's dark order. And then hangman gets in last minute. All right. That's cool. And it's, you know, like you said, it's not the house of black, which is a solid trios. It's not death triangle, solid trios. You know what I mean? They were, it was, it was two guys in the dark order with hangman Adam page, who was just going after Kenny Omega, which is really didn't throw me that much. It might've thrilled everybody else. And that's great. But for me, that fell short, but I get it. Still a good match. Not going to take away any of the athleticism from that match at all. Uh, just the storyline, I guess, really kind of deflated it for me, but really dug the acclaim match. I thought that was cool. Not happy with the women's shit and the, and the four way match with the ladies. But that's talk for another day. Tammy. No, what? no, it's not. No, it's not. Okay. But, but we'll go ahead with we'll the next. Go ahead. Go I ahead. Let, I want to let Tammy hit on what matches she enjoyed because that that that's those were the highlights for me. And then, you know, hey, the greatest thing that's my notes randomly. Wait not a second. I enjoy. Hang, hang on a second. I was going to say so, you talked about all your highlights, but, but you listen. got your background there. You got your scarf on. But the listen. biggest highlight of the night for you, you didn't mention. I'm about to mention it. The return of the ultimate heel, who's now probably going to be a baby face. Biggest baby face in the business, man. <laughs> it's Mr. MJF. I know, right? He is. He's going to be the biggest baby face in the business. That son of a bitch got cheered in Chicago. Right. The only thing that I could, that I wish he would have cut a promo. That's what I wish. We'll talk I about wish. MJF after Tammy gets to talk. I okay, wish you would cut it. You felt passionate about something a moment ago. So if you like Did to I? talk about it, I'm totally cool with that. Who, me? No, Chris. No, I, I like where we're going, though. Uh, he he kind of he went to randomly flips the pages here, and I don't know what's going to happen. Okay. Right. So here we I'm go. Gonna, I'm, I can't read half my notes. Are we going to get some Tammy's note segments? Well, maybe, but not really. So don't have your expectations, okay? Because I'm just looking through them and seeing if anything's trying to comes out i'm not gonna read them all the gcw uh, spirit living within me and on my shirt right now says tammy's notes tammy's notes notes. tammy's (laughs) notes this is the 
problem. I, I didn't understand Zero Hour wasn't the name of the whole show. That was so hilarious. I was like all in in the beginning, and I was like fucking like all. Hold on, first of all, all in, through. all in is actually a show as well. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Zero Hour isn't the whole show. That's not even the show. It's called oh All God. Out. Yeah, All Out Zero Hour was my best time in the night, you know, because I was the most awake then. So. She is- <laughs> She's Your like, age is showing. She's like, she heard the announcer go, stay tuned for all out. And Tammy's like, we're not watching the fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> this like, is one of my favorite things about having you in this conversation, Tammy, is what? that I'm the old person. <laughs> no, that you're such like a, a like a like a fresh faced fan, you know, like you're just so go with the flow and like <laughs> that the fact that you thought zero hour was the deal was the real pay-per-view she's like this isn't it she's like what the fuck have Dude, i been watching for 45 yeah. minutes i said you've been watching the pre-show the pre-show what the fuck is the pre-show <laughs> We're going back and forth. <laughs> so i have some real christmas from them time but i won't I won't uh, bore everyone with those. I'll just like pick out certain lines like this one. Okay. The first one with Sammy, Ty, Ruby, and Ortiz, heelishness elevated. So that's all we have to say about that. And then the hook and uh, was, uh, uh, the best part is the musician jumped in. Oh, action Bronson. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Action Bronson was out there. I almost I almost went on Twitter. I almost made a graphic last night. Action Bronson is all elite. I wanted to do it so bad. Should have. Um, yeah, yeah. I got things to do, like sit <laughs> around I, and watch TV and eat fucking cheese. I'll be honest, I love this Kip Sabian versus Pack thing, but I was like, Kip's got some fairy moves, and then like, you know what I mean? I'm what? Like, what? Like, some what? Maybe. Fairy moves? <laughs> fairy? Fancy. Maybe it was fancy, but they were fairy moves too. I don't know. Yet. Fairy moves? Yes, he has a, a whole vibe that he came out from the Shire somewhere. <laughs> what? Kip Sabian? Did you not know fairies kick your ass? Kip Sabian? Okay. Like Lord of the Rings fairies? Because none of you know anything about fairies? Only yes, we do. Hold on. What the fuck, Rafe, did you just say? Lord of the Rings fairies? There's not a single fairy in Lord oh, of the Rings. It's right, the elves. I'm thinking the elves. Oh, yeah, Jesus the elves. Christ. But what I'm saying is... <laughs> what is happening okay. right now? Then where are there fairies hiding in Lord of the Rings? Because there's no elves in a world that fairies... There's don't none! There's don't tell no the grown-ups. <laughs> <sighs> I know where the fairies live. Shh, don't tell no, the grown-ups. Okay, so anyways, I was really awake and alive for this match, and I really liked it, but I didn't understand a lot of crazy things, like Orange Cassidy's there, and uh, <laughs> I told him <laughs> to back off, and Kip's talking to a box, you know, like a maniacal acrobat Englishman sci-fi character, you know? <laughs> I don't understand what's happening. That was a beautiful moment when Orange came out and Pac looked at him and he grabbed the mic and he just said, no, <laughs> we've done this before and you know the result. <laughs> that was beautiful. It was beautiful. And then Kingston versus Ishii, it's chop, 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 smack, 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 and then he wins, you know? 
So then um, we go into. Uh, hey, but hey, rest in peace to Ishii's chest. Because no, no Jesus doubt. Christ, dude, he. Oh. Can't take all that violence, man. That hurts my chest. That's right. that's uh, that's the things I love is when you see somebody get welted up like that. My God, props! It was. What and then there's the ladder match, which was very strange because it felt like they were trying to do everything but have a ladder. They were trying to make other architectural kind of developments there. They were like they had no clue how, how ladders worked, on, and they didn't understand how it all went. And so, like, I, I that was all weird. And of course, can you imagine? Can you imagine being somebody who works? Can you imagine being somebody who works for OSHA and watching that ladder match? Like what the fuck? That's you've done everything with a ladder except use it as a ladder. Right. It what a ridiculous way. <laughs> now I commend the creativity, but it didn't. They didn't execute it in a very cohesive way to send a like an artistic message. So Agreed. They lost on that. You know, so and then, of course, the Joker comes out with the mask and we all know who it is the whole time. But whatever, uh, we'll, mm. go with, we'll try to suspend some 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 belief or whatever you call it there. And then as uh, then I have the trios championship and let's see if anything stands out there. Yay, Kenny Omega. You know, we all we still feel yay, Kenny Omega. That's something you are still feeling, I think. And CM uh, Punk doesn't feel that way. You're breaking character. <laughs> you're you're breaking kayfabe Anyways, right now. Um, I think I'm not going to even read my notes here, but all I have to say is Reynolds saved the day a lot of times and he's an unsung hero in all of this. Yes, Alex Reynolds. All right. I think everything else is like stuff we already knew. So I'm not going to even mention it. And then um, Jade busted through that brick wall. That was fucking hilarious. I love the She-Hulk. The She-Hulk gear. Yes, I put she looks fantastic on one level. Everyone looks great, actually. But actually, at the same time, if you really want to get into it, Athena looks like she's from on a set of The Walking Dead, and then um, you know, dressed as he, and then the, and then Jade looks like she's dressed for Hulk as Halloween. Okay, so I, I don't know. It was boring. I didn't oh, like because of the contact lenses. I got it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it was like boring. We are like, come on, we need something different. What the fuck are we coming to a pay-per-view with this shit for? I love that Jade has grown up before our eyes. We take nothing away from her. But shilling for fucking whatever show of Marvel or DC Comics or whatever the fuck he, sh- he she, Colk is. That's not the place for it, okay? I don't want to be an advertisement for some fucking series that's coming out. Go fucking we do the series. Canceled. Go do the series. We want you to be a superhero, girl. We believe in you, you know? But, like, that fucking... If you're going to do She-Hulk makeup, don't leave it at your fucking sleeve. You didn't do the face enough. So, bye. And oh. um, the next thing on that is, okay, I really like FTR and Wardlow together. But I don't know that this was it for me. It was okay, you know? Um, and then I didn't understand the whole Samoa Joe coming out. You know, that didn't make any Joe, 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 Joe. I'm glad he's back. I was wondering where he was, but I was like, what does this have to do with anything? Okay. And then uh, the powerhouse, I'm not going to waste time with elaborating. Hold on, hold on. Before you move on, I just want to talk about that Samoa Joe thing. 
remember before he left, it was that whole program with Jay Lethal and those guys coming in, and they're they're the reason he was gone for a little bit uh, in kayfabe. Um, the truth is he was out because he went to do the Twisted Metal TV show that was being filmed. Um, but there, there was a reason for that story, and it I'm did. Glad make you sense. put that together for me because I totally forgot. So thank yep. you. It's been a while, so I get it. But why they picked FTR and Wardlow? Then they, then the whole break, but Satnam thing, and then, and then they broke the pencil, and then the. the anyways, I love the eight-year-old girl bit. So that wow. was Dax's daughter, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I love that part. So that's cool. That was fantastic. And then I liked Ricky's new outfit, actually, and I had a lot of high hopes for that, but that didn't come. So Hobbs won. Okay. That was a missed opportunity for sure. For sure. Uh, you know what? I actually really like them together, so I'm already resentful and biased, so that's why I don't comment too much. But I don't know. I like Ricky. I wish he would have won, but I like Hobbs too, but I felt like Ricky should have won with the storyline leading up to it. Right. That, like there felt like an anti-hero kind of vibe going, and then he lost. So hopefully that comes back around. And then there was Swerve in Our Glory versus Acclaimed. Fucking entertaining. I did not expect these two, like, don't even seem on the same level at all. But wow, the acclaimed really showed who they really are in that crowd because they were all like wanting the acclaimed to win. The yeah, talk was- about representation for black Americans in professional wrestling. You know what they have? You know what I love is that they had a faux pas when we first started watching, like the whole like they had made a comment and then they had gotten suspended for a little while, whether it fake or not. And I just love the fact when people can like just like give people chances. Like I love that. Like, hey, that wasn't cool. Kind of trying to not to do that anymore. Understand why and let's move forward. I love that more than demonizing a person. And the fact that they went from that level to the level they are now, they're so they're so homegrown. And so these homegrown people I get really attached to in a company. So when they leave, I take it personally. So like I feel like they're fun and entertaining and silly. And they do a lot of vaudevillian type shit that's really like one of the reasons that I like wrestling, I like that old school vaudevillian type vibe and circus vibe. And that's why there, there are certain wrestlers I really appreciate for that reason. And they're one of them. They kind of have that. They definitely have the entertainment value. So I liked this. I was shocked that um, Swerve and Our Glory were not getting as much love as I thought they would and that people were really going for the acclaimed. And at the fucking press scrum, I feel like, Keith Lee is a fucking class motherfucking act. I love him. Oh my God. He like understood that. He supported them. And I love that. We need more. But Swerve's got the swag though. Oh my God. Swerve's got the swag. Swerve really also was on board with that vibe. I think it's like we have our confidence in ourselves. So we don't worry about other people getting some love because it love doesn't take away from other people's love and i wish every human knew this like there's enough to go around if someone else is getting love you can get that same amount of love you're not going to take away from them and they're not going to take away from you and showing people modeling that as champions is important and that's why i now super even more love both of them because they 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 really showed that they're like we're confident ourselves we want good competition. That only makes us better. And we're if everybody loves them, then that just makes us work harder and we're up to the task. That's what a fucking real 
person with soul and ambition that isn't a narcissistic, egotistical, self-centered person does. Champs doing champ shit. They genuinely and both of them, even with Swerve, with his with his kayfabe, like we're better than everybody. Even with that, they both put over the acclaimed, which was respectful as hell. I love that. That was great. Yes. Fuck yeah. That was great. Best match. I didn't understand the whole daddy ass scissor thing, but that's okay. You know, and then the Tony Storm, <laughs> Sheeta Baker, hater thing. It was all good, but we've seen it before, and we all knew Tony was going to win. So a little bit of a yawn there for me. And I then wish it was I just hate, like one girl. I really hate this whole fucking Christian Cage Luchasaurus fucking jungle boy thing. So I, I, I think you're all individually talented people. I take nothing away from them personally, but this all is a fucking what the fuck ever. Get on with yourself. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, I wish you well. I'm not trying to wish you bad luck, but not for me. I don't even want to talk about it. And then the whole... Um, <laughs> I liked it. I'm trying to get through it. As oh, I thought it was great. People. I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> Luchasaurus turning was awesome. It was. You know what? You can have that conversation, and I have no problem with it, but not for me. Look, and- here's what I'll say: I didn't see it coming, and anytime something is unpredictable, I that's I pop for that. I like surprises. <laughs> Go ahead, Tammy. Finish it up. All right, I'm trying to run through. I'm trying to run through. She's right. trying to finish that jar. All right, and then there was the House of Black. Shine. I passed the fuck out on this one. So that my notes was, I don't know. It's late. I'm sleeping through this. And then later I went and watched it again. So no, not to fear. And I'm so glad I did, everyone, because this is one of my favorite matches of the night, actually. Which one? Um, yeah, the, the uh, House of Black with... Um, uh, oh, Darby and Miro. You know, because you liked it. Rafe just fucking grazed over that thing like it wasn't anything. I love that match. It was really entertaining. I loved how Miro came out super strong. And I love that at the end, Sting like did the black mist thing and turned the table. Yes! As I've said in previous podcasts, Sting is the real star he comes in he kicks everyone's ass he does everything that needs to be done and he wins it every single time and he's older than most of us so fuck ageism because that motherfucker does some shit and he entertains me and he's the real star and every single time and even this match he was the star this entire night and he made they all made it entertaining and everyone made it plausible, and I really love that one. I love that. Match it was too. it was Don't another Sting is the real star wrestle. Yeah, it was. really, truly was. I love I love that match too. Don't get me wrong, I did. Listen, when Sting did the mist, I was like, holy shit! And I texted you. I yeah. was like, guys, Sting has wanted to do this for decades. I guarantee it. Because back in the day <laughs> when people were doing the mist and shit, he was probably like, that's so fucking cool, man. I wish I could do that. <laughs> And he finally got the opportunity as a, as a fan. Like I've always wanted to like, like what's it like to spit a bunch of fluid in somebody's face like that? That's got to be really cool. Sting probably loved that shit. It was so good. What a what a great way to turn that, you know? Yeah. Somebody cool. finally got Malachi like that. That's fantastic. And it's Sting, man. Of yes. all people. Sting. I know it was cool. I like that match a lot too. I did too. The final one was Mox and Punk, which I also slept through. So I went back and watched it fresh today. Was glad I did. But then I, when as I watched it, oh no, here's cupcake. I started thinking. 
Why didn't they call this one blood and guts, man? Because these dudes were bloody, you know? They gave it all they had. It was a fantastic match. Um, but Worthy title match. Worthy it was really match. fantastic. They gave everything they had. They got really down and dirty. Both of them showing their, like, they were both shining in it. And Moxley just barely lost it. And I love that. So I think it was fantastic. But nothing beats the scrum after. The media scrum and the cupcake. It really does that, you know? He really said, what the fuck? What's going on? Before we start. Oh. Tammy, I want to say that I love your outlook on everything that happened. <laughs> it's it's such it's such a nice fresh like way to see the way that everything laid out however um we grazed over a few things i just want to harp on real quick uh okay. number one the jade cargill thing um it's time to move on from jade cargill i think uh Agreed. her title reign has lasted long enough i think we've been we've been our our suspension of dis- disbelief can only go on for so long um the whole the whole adopting the green as a gimmick thing is awesome however she is green the matches are not stellar every time uh somebody else needs that title um it's someone else's turn jade can move on to something else she's got her faction she's got the whole thing going on um, and Stokely, I don't know what's going on with him now. He seems like he has other priorities at the moment. And so, so maybe it's time to, to, to push off of that and, and do something else. The trios match. Uh, I just want to say there was a missed opportunity here. Hangman page should have stuck to his old alliances. And what I mean by that is the elite had the opportunity here to reunite and become one and synergy could have once again taken over AEW. We had Kenny Omega, the young bucks and Adam page, the only four remaining members of the original elite still in AEW in the ring at the same time. And it was squandered. Um, Not that I want to see dark order deal with any nonsense because they've had enough this year. Um, by the way, I miss you, Alan Angels. I miss you, Stu Grayson. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Preston and Uno. I think Uno's injury might be kayfabe. I know that Preston's going through some stuff, aka 10. Um, I'm glad that they didn't, they didn't bring Brody's son out for any of this, uh, cause it wasn't great. Um, but, but so the title, the title match itself. Um, I don't like, again, I just want to graze over this stuff. The title match Moxley versus punk as good as I thought it would be. Um, I didn't have super high expectations for that match. It was okay. Uh, it was not, it was not something I'm going to remember a year from now. John Moxley and CM Punk are both tremendous athletes. They're great performers. It was a very good match. But again, it's not something I'm gonna like look back on in ten years and be like, "Wow, that was really a killer!" Like, just it changed wrestling. It didn't. Um, outside of those couple of things, this show 
was not fantastic. Um, I think there's a lot more going on behind the scenes and, and, and a lot more happening that we won't really ever get the full story of. Uh, that explains a lot about why this show was so jam-packed with stuff, why they crammed so much into it. Um, I think it was a mistake to make it this long. I think a lot of this stuff should have been left off this show. I think that the show hurt because of it. Um, and, and I think that the product is starting to suffer noticeably. Mm-hmm. There are elements of that I, I definitely agree with. Now, is some of it all of this backstage controversy? Is it a work? I think some of it is. I think it's a well, push. Well, we can't just say it's a work. We have to address what happened. Um, let's talk about the scrum. Tammy's media scrum, who she took influence from for this evening. She Tammy Punk. Out- she put on her best uh, cosplay of CM Punk <laughs> and ate her. So cupcake. what did you guys think of the stuff that CM Punk said? Well, I had read about that before. I knew that he had gotten into a lawsuit with with Cole Cabana. And I believe it's over a podcast. Right. And like what? Like he quit the podcast and Colt got upset about it. Something like that. I think there's more to it than that, but yeah, that's kind of the long and short. That's the gist of it. Um, I felt that it was cool. It seemed like Punk was just completely aggravated at everybody hyping on this shit, so he just yeah cleared the air, which I which I thought was really cool. I'm glad that's one thing. That's one thing I think that was actually like the catalyst for why that shit went so south. I think. Punk did not want to deal with this Colt Cabana stuff and having someone ask that first question after that title match and all the story building, they wanted to ask about Colt right. first. And, and you guys know, I did the video um, kind of alluding to this stuff with, with Adam page and everything. I, I touched base on it a little bit. Uh, I think punk immediately got fired up with that first question. And I think a lot of the stuff he said came out of a hothead. I, I agree. Um, I think some of that stuff was not a work. I think we were not supposed to hear that opinion. Because right. if you watch Tony's face, he's, he's like, like, why are you <laughs> saying this shit right now? He's like, he's like oh. I'm not going to stop you, but damn, okay. dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. Um, but it was cool. I did not understand the EVP anger he has. That, I think, might be a work. And even so Tammy from- mentioned that. That, that From my happen. understanding, his Matt Jackson with, with Matt Jackson. Matt Jackson is the one, supposedly. From what I understand, I I don't know because I'm we're not fucking wrestling insiders, right? No. We're not like we're, we're not like journalists. That. We're fans, and and trying to absorb this stuff. It sounds like CM Punk is upset because Matt Jackson supposedly is the one who was like. Yeah, Colt Cabana got moved to ROH because of CM Punk. CM Punk's causing drama, blah, 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 blah. That's what CM Punk's angle is on this. He's saying that it's Matt Jackson, but also Kenny Omega. He t- he tore into him a little bit for his comments about, I don't need to learn from people. I don't need to take people's advice. Um, 
he he kind of he he found a way to direct a lot of heat at those guys, the three of yeah. them specifically. Uh, I I can't I I genuinely don't feel like some of this stuff is a work. Um, okay. It some of it maybe some of the stuff that's being publicized might be the work part. It may be an MJF situation where like there's some real life shit going on and they're just trying to capitalize on it. Uh, at the same time, I've never seen CM Punk do an interview like this, this pissed off, and not like think before he speaks. Wow. Yeah, he was very off the cuff. You could tell. I mean, like normally he cuts these promos and stuff where he's like, you know, the famous uh, pipe bomb and everything where it's like, it's like a work shoot. This did not feel that way. This felt like a dude that was really frustrated and pissed off from the last few weeks of press and bullshit and accusations um, and, and was like, look, if you're following fucking sources, make sure that this, this shit is legitimate and it's not just biased. I don't know, man. I don't know. Needless it to could say. be, it could be partial work, but there's definitely some shit happening. Oh yeah. Needless to say, they're going to be talking about it for weeks. <laughs> and yeah, supposedly there was an altercation afterward when punk left. Um, I guess the bucks and Omega, like there was a confrontation and a steel was there and some stuff happened. Um, there's, there's, there's like tons of more stuff coming out every second. So we don't need to cover a ton of it in this podcast. Um, obviously anybody listening or watching, you guys can go check this shit out for yourself. Watch the media scrum, watch what punk said. Um, notice the fact that number one, the bucks were not there. Kenny Omega was not there at the scrum. There was also no episode of BTE today. Ooh. First Monday in a long time that I have not seen an episode of BTE. So... If it's a work, it's a heavy fucking work. This is a hell of a work. Because that's money out of their pockets. Yes, it is. Oh, wow. Yeah, you didn't think about that, did you? No. It's Monday, bro. It's Monday. There should have been a good BTE today, and there's none. But why not? Why wouldn't they do one? Because of all the controversy between Punk and them. Maybe they're trying to figure out what to say. Apparently, there was a lot of people are uh, fightful. Fightful is one of the sources that I trust. Fightful usually gets everything right. They don't bullshit. They don't go with people that are just outside of things. They normally only report factual things. Fightful is saying that Kenny Omega and the Bucks were talking about leaving the company last night. Wow. That doesn't make any sense. It it does if you're unhappy with the way things are going. You know, if you don't, if you get signed on as an EVP and head of creative and you don't feel things are going your way, you're going to want to quit. There's a big (laughs) difference between unhappy and we run this company. This is our livelihood and someone is shitting on us publicly. Right. Mm. Unhappy and, and potential lawsuit shit is two different things. Right. That's true. Hmm. So there's going to be a lot, lot coming up, a lot coming up here in the future. We're going to hear from MJF on Wednesday, which is now everything is right in the world for me again, which I'm the return of the Mac. Right. 
So I'm really excited about that. I, I have a question for you guys real quick before we wrap this up. Mm-hmm. What is Tony going to do to save the spiral from continuing? What he's, can he do at this point? He's got to, he's got to step up, man. He's got to like put the hammer down. Like, like, like old Vince used to back in the day where they feared him more than they, what? Than they fuck that. He's got to, he's got to get some order. They should respect you. Well, hold on. Listen, so Kingston, Kingston got suspended not too long ago because of the altercation with Guevara, right? There was a, that was, there was, there was that altercation with Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara. Kingston had a tiny little suspension. Do you suspend your EVPs over conflict? You would have to, you have to treat everybody. That's I think you have to treat everybody fairly. Yeah, but you shouldn't have that power over them. They should have some power too. Why? Uh, otherwise, why are they executive? Vice- well, I don't. I don't necessarily maybe suspend them, but you need to. You need to. That he needs to rein all this in. And what's the best way to do it? How is he going to do yeah. it? You know, the somebody's got to do it. He hasn't put an organization in in a structure together for anyone. It's not about punishment and reward all the time. It's about. There's no structure and there's no long term plans for things. But at the end of the day, what's best for the company? Tony could spin all of this and say, hey, we're going to use every ounce of this. He's out of his league as far as he's not a wrestler. He's not in a wrestling profession. He needs more professionals to listen to. It has nothing to do punishing people or coming up with these arbitrary things. It's the fact that he's a little fanboy that bought all of this and I respect that he loves it, but he's, he's all of a sudden not listening to the people he loves. So it has nothing to do with punishment and reward and all this bullshit and taking a note from Vince McMahon. That's fucked up. That's a lack of imagination and it's a lack of understanding humanity. So the thing is, anyway, okay, but it may not be, but I'm stating that what needs to happen is that people need to listen to each other and you need to listen to people with lived experience. And this is something that goes to every realm of the world and life. We think we know better than the people that actually do it. And that is not the case. Only the people doing it understand. And you, if you don't defer to them first, you're fucked. Okie dokie. That's a statement. That is a statement. Um <laughs> Uh, no, but it genuinely, so someone needs to get the shit under control. Yeah, and 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 at what point can you say like, oh, well, I own everything? If you, if I mean, genuinely, Tony Khan has the most money in this. Everything comes from him. At what point do you say, okay, these guys are my big talents, they're my big money makers, but I have to do something? Well, how do you balance that against? Knowing that you need these guys week to week, knowing that you need this talent, you need these storylines, you need these shows. The the smartest thing to do, which is what they did with MJF, is turn this thing into a into a story they can use. Uh, the danger here is obviously what's going to happen behind the scenes. Um, people are saying that that Punk should be suspended as well. Should he be suspended just because he said a bunch of stuff? I don't think so. I don't think he needs to be. I also don't think that uh, the Bucks and Kenny don't need any kind of uh, reprimanding for drumming up business, essentially. 
more people have been talking about AEW in recent weeks because of all the CM Punk stuff than perhaps they were before that, uh, especially while everybody was injured and nobody was returning. And there was a lot, there was like a, a dead period there. Um, I think there were more eyes on this situation with people wondering, hey, what is CM Punk doing? What's going on? I don't think it's bad for business. And that's where that work aspect comes in. How much of this is real? Right. Uh, and we'll and I know. love I love not knowing. Um, I can't wait to see the next week or so, the following days from now. We've got two days till the next Dynamite. Um, I'm really looking forward to see what happens moving forward. Mm-hmm. Same. I'm just ready for MJF. Yeah, baby! The boy is back. The boy is back. Right. And Stokely, my God, what a genius. This whole situation has been great. MJF, if he comes back now, forget the pinnacle. This guy's got a faction, what, eight, nine people deep now? Mm-hmm. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Can't wait. It's going to be killing. When does Enjoy come back? Does anybody know? It's no. not coming back until probably, I think, December. Oh, that's a bummer. If you're not if you're not watching Enjoy yet, go watch go the, watch the stuff. stuff they have. Watch yeah. the Tag Team Cup. Watch the watch the single stuff they have. It's all good. All good. All so good. fun. And fucking watch GCW for God's sakes. I'm pay watching. for the pay for the twenty dollars a weekend where you get three shows. It's a, such a good product. If you like brutal shit, go watch GCW. We're doing it. All right. Well, there we have it. All right. Till the next time, everyone have a good week, and we will see you. By the way, follow me at Chris underscore MT podcast. Follow the Murder Theater podcast at all AMT podcast. Yep. AMT (laughs) podcast. That's what it is. And keep an eye on the YouTube. I'm going to be doing some weird stuff about uh, more in-depth thoughts in the next coming weeks uh, regarding a lot of this weird stuff about AEW, WWE, uh, and everything in between. I, I also want to do a deep dive on the women's division and impact because like we said earlier, what a fantastic example of how you do a women's division correctly. Exactly. And I'm going to get for me. I'll be posting some shit on the streets. I'll be approaching people risking my life talking about wrestling that I don't know anything about. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. The the murder theater podcast, Twitter is going to get more uh, active. I'm sure. Oh yeah. All right. Until next time, we will see you. Everyone have a great day and a great week. Peace.